Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Good news, good news, good news. I will be back at the whiteboard tomorrow morning. I'm sorry I couldn't pack the whiteboard with me. So this will be the last one from this corner of this hotel room. Uh, What we got today is the existing homes data that we have been waiting for. Uh, this uh, This was the report last month that I believed was the pivot for the housing market, and this one will continue that. So if you don't know, remember the numbers, we will go through them right here. Last month, we got 5.12 million homes sold. The expectation for this month's report was 4.88 million, and what I called was 4.78 million. The actual number, drum roll please, 4.81 million. So again, if we are playing a game called closest to the pen, we, one rental at a time, beat the experts again. Yes. I like that. I like beating the experts. That's always a lot of fun. So again, sales were down 6% month on month, 5.9%, 6%. Just so you know, they're down 20% from last year. 20.2%. We did 6.03 million sales last July. Uh, Year to date, median home price was 403 grand, $403,000, up 10.8% year on year. Uh, Last July, median home price was 364. Lots of you like to talk about month on month, so I got that number for you. Last month was 416, uh, so down, what is that, 13 grand? Down 13 grand month on month. Again, very normal, very seasonal. It happens every year. I know there will be channels that jump on this month on month, but I showed you earlier this week that month on month goes up and down all the time because of when people buy the big homes in the summer. That said, the rate of increase is slowing. And you and I have been talking about it. It has to slow. I'm calling for five years of flat home appreciation. You only fix affordability, which we will get into in a minute, with three variables. Price, interest rate, or wages. So we're going to talk about more on that later. What other data... Uh, that came out of this. One, inventory. Inventory. Oh, Kip asked a question. Yes, I do not care about month on month, but lots of my followers do. So I want to give you what you want. I do not care about month on month because of the seasonality that month on month does not give you. It just, it happens every year like clockwork and it just happened again. So Yep, I don't care about month on month. Well, I shouldn't say I don't care. It's the least important. I want to be very clear. If we are buying a home or you're an investor like myself, 
the number one thing you have to look at is your buy box every day, every day. That is the only metric that matters. It doesn't care what's going on in the country, the state, the city. Your buy box matters. Know your buy box. Two, I want to know apples to apples comparison so I look year on year. Month on month is interesting in that it may give you rate of change. It may, you may find divergence, like, hey, maybe it went up or down when usually it goes the other way. So month on month can hide gems. It's just not often in plain sight. And I find a lot of new, um, a lot of new investors We'll look at a month-on-month decline like we just had, 416 to 403, and they're going to scream crash, where in reality, just go back and look at last year and the year before and the year before. It always goes down, right? It just People buy homes, big homes, usually in the summer, and then they don't. So it's you know kind of interesting. So uh, what else do we have? There's a lot of good data. Inventory. Inventory, thanks, Dion. That's really funny. Gas money to come home. You're so funny. Um, inventory, I was hoping for a bigger increase. I have to tell you, I was hoping for a bigger increase. Inventory of homes available went up to 1.31 million. Folks, we have to get to 2 million. If we get to 2 million, we have a shot at a balanced market. I am really concerned. I'm really concerned that inventory is going to fall. I just have this eerie feeling. It may not happen in August, but maybe in September. The Fed broke housing, and I think the market is going to act very different. I think people are going to try to sell, and then they are going to not, and they're either going to stay put, or they are going to um, rent. Rent. This is... I, I, I just have a funny feeling that everybody's hoping for this inventory wave and it's not coming, right? People think we have an inventory tsunami coming and we're going to get a, I don't know, a, a trickle. So something I'm, I'm really concerned about, frankly. Uh, so again, what other numbers do we have? A lot of numbers, lots of notes. I kind of get more organized in my notes, I tell you. So what else did I find? Uh, again, we have an activity uh, mix. This is something that's in the median home price. Homes selling between 100 and 250 grand down 31% year on year. While 750 to a million is only down 8%. So it was down across the board. Uh, but yes, it looks like the low end. And that makes sense, right? I keep saying the Fed broke housing. First time home buyers staying put. Move up buyers not moving. It's pretty bad. First-time homeowners are buyers, 29% of the market. Last month was 30, historically 40. So again, affordability is a problem. Cash buyers, 24% of the market. They were 25% last year. Again, days on market. This is a problem. This is a problem. Days on market stayed at 14 days. What that means is, is if you have a decent priced home, it will sell immediately. And the ones at wish pricing don't sell. And they will be pulled, expired, or canceled. A year ago, it was 17 days. Folks, we need days on market over 60. Six zero. Not 
14, not 21, not 37, 60. Days on market at 14 is a problem. That is not a healthy real estate market. 40% of homes that transacted last month were at full price. For all the price drops uh, that were talked about, 40% um, still went at um, full price. Miami. Uh, Miami had the highest appreciation year on year, 36%. Memphis, 32%. Orlando, 28 The West, California, Arizona, the West, right? Nevada. Sharpest sales decline, largest increase in inventory. Folks, I think there's a couple of things that are going to happen in housing when we look at you know when we look back on this together. One, I think I'm going to be proved right that the Fed broke housing. We have a like a two to four year. Um, hey Kip, thank you very much, buddy. I appreciate it. We have a um, two to four year blip where transactions stayed low. Right, it's kind of my keynote speak speech that I I gave to you all a couple of weeks ago. That's a problem. And then the second thing we're going to see is these iBuyers. First off, these iBuyers are horrible investors. I think we can all agree on that. They've overpaid. They had the wrong comp model. We've, we've broken all that down before. But I think we're going to see now is iBuyers are going to destroy cities. Well, let's, let's not be over. Destroyed is probably too harsh. What's a better word? They're going to hurt cities like Phoenix, like Las Vegas. If you are at a market where iBuyers have hundreds and dare I say thousands of listings, you're going to have some pain. You're going to have some pain. Uh, you will get through it. And it's going to be very interesting to see. Basically, iBuyers control the fate. Will they continue to list one at a time? which is how they're trying to do it today? Or will they finally get smart and call someone on Wall Street, sell them in a batch? Or, as the lumberjack loves to tell us, just rent them. Lots of things to think about. But again, I think we're going to see when we look back on this two to four year history, Fed broke housing. First time home buyers really felt the pain, affordability, and then I buyers were not the answer uh, that they thought they were. So again, lots of interesting stuff going on. Let's talk about affordability. For those of you that read my book, One Rental at a Time, you know that um, affordability was a key thing in saving us from the last Great Recession. We were real estate investors, got up to eight homes, trying to buy our ninth home. Didn't work, didn't work. Bruce Norris introduced me to the idea of affordability index. I researched Fresno, California. I realized that Fresno's affordability was, I don't know, like 23 or something. That was a problem. So we sold. We 1031 exchange. We got out in the nick of time. Well, the affordability index came out for California. So if you are a California investor, go to car.org and look up for your area. Uh, historically speaking, so I have some numbers here. So California single family homes. Affordability last Q2, they only do them quarterly, they used to do them monthly, was 23. Q1 of 2022 was 24. Now, 16. 
This is the interest rates whacking affordability. The United States, by comparison, last year was a 49, was a 47 last quarter, now 38. Wow, that's like a 20% drop. That's crazy. San Diego, just because it's a really low number, was 22, then 19, now 14. If you're in San Diego, I strongly suggest you go back and look at the affordability in 2006, 7, and 8. I have maybe San Diego got to 11. I don't I don't remember. Not my market, it's yours. But go look that up. 14 is crazy low. It's crazy low. Yes, that was San Diego. I did not write San Francisco. I'm not a San Francisco fan. I hate San Francisco. Fresno, my market. It was 43 43. Now, by comparison, I've always said that 25 is my number because, again, that was Fresno's paint. Every market has a different affordability. For my market, it was always 25. So, again, last year, affordability in Fresno was 43. Safe, 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 safe. Q1 was 37. Pretty safe. 43 is much better. 37's Okay, we just dropped to 31. Got my attention now, right? Affordability to 31, you have my attention. It gets to 25, we got a problem. We have a problem. So again, again, affordability is three variables. Price, interest rate, wages. A lot of this drop, these drops are scary are interest rate led. Now, if you don't know, interest rates have come off about half a point. So all of these will look a little better next quarter, all else being equal. I would not count on rates being low. I don't think rates are going lower, although others do. Prices, they have to slow down. They just have to. Prices have to flatten out, in my opinion. I am betting on wages to increase for three, four, five, six, seven years. We have to see the wages increase into this. I think wage inflation has just started and is very, very sticky. All right, so what else do we got? Uh, We got the Fed meeting minutes from yesterday. If you are a a hawk or a dove, you got what you wanted. Uh, But let's talk about MBS, right? There's all this talk about the Fed and QT, quantitative tightening. I've said many times that scares me, right? They're rolling off treasuries at a decent clip, but they are not rolling off MBS, mortgage-backed securities, sorry, mortgage-backed securities, MBS. Why is that? Well, the Fed has decided to do what's called just let them run off. Well, if you've realized that the Fed broke housing and very, very few people are, um, not selling or not refinancing, the MBS roll-off is going to be much, much slower than they expect. I think this has to change at some point. They need to get rid of these to really get out of the market, but it's going to be something for us to watch. Thomas Lee from Fundstrat, this is kind of a perma bull, basically thinks the S&P 500 is going to be at an all-time high by the end of the year. 
If you watch myself and Dan Bird talk every Sunday, Dan kind of agrees. I don't. I'm not a stock guy, but I just thought it would be fun to to share that Dan has uh, some friends in Mr. Thomas Lee. For those of you that like ice cream, like me, I have a fun little fact. I just thought I'd throw this in here. People Magazine says that ice cream is better for you than a multi-grain bagel. So instead of having my bagel for breakfast, I'm going to have ice cream. Why not? It's better for you. This is according to Tufts University. I thought that was a fun little add to the news. Chinese property developers' cash flow is collapsing. Folks, we've been highlighting the Chinese real estate market for a while. It is, an, it is going to go through its 08 um, moment on steroids. Something about 70% of the Chinese wealth is held in real estate. It's not going to be there much longer. Chinese developers' cash flow is dropping. Cash flow is like blood and oxygen. If you don't have cash flow, you can't pay your employees, you can't pay your debt, you can't pay your suppliers, and everything blows up. Cash flow kills more businesses than anything else. When you look at Fed rate hikes, I think the Fed is clearly going to be hiking into next year. When is the pivot? Your guess is as good as mine, but at this point, I don't see it coming until at least the summer. We got a couple of earnings to talk about to wrap up our final daily financial news from the road. Kohl's beat top, beat bottom line. Top line means revenue, how much stuff they sold. Bottom line is earnings. Did they make any money? However, uh, they did lower guidance pretty significantly. And then finally, Cisco. Cisco Systems beat top, beat bottom, and actually gave strong guidance. Cisco is an interesting one for me. Because they give me, they're kind of that tech company that tells me what rest of world is doing, Europe, Asia. I would have expected Cisco to not give such a rosy guidance because I have friends who are salespeople in the rest of world and they're telling me it's not good. But hey, Cisco Systems gave a good guidance, so good for them. Maybe the tech uh, economy is going to be better than I expect. Anything else? Nope, I think that's it. So again, folks, I'm going to call it a win for this channel. You and I, existing home sales, 4.81. We called 4.78. The experts called 4.88. We beat them. We were closer to the pin. Um, median, median price was 403. Days on market, 14. That's not good. That has to change. Inventory, 1.31. It has to go up. All right, folks, take care of yourself. Uh, we will see you tomorrow. Bye.